I'm naive enough to start it. I'm persistent enough to make a good go of it. But if you if you walk into that without expecting to fail or not get there, you're an idiot. Hello and welcome to the first Peak Reach podcast. I'm here with Jack, the co-host and also co-founder of the business Peak Reach. How are you doing, Jack? I'm doing well, thanks, James. I'm really excited that this is our first podcast. And um, yeah, today I think we're going to be talking about does hard work equal success? Yeah, so this will probably be the first time listening. We're discussing all things about running and starting your own company, so entrepreneurship. Uh, We're going to be brutally honest like we are with each other and uh, we're gonna see how it goes. So yeah, hard work doesn't make success. So I mean, we've discussed this one over the last like year and a half, we've been doing our video production business and now it feels like we're starting new again. And yeah, that was definitely hard work, I'd say. It was, uh, it was rigorous, absolutely rigorous. And I'd say like the first thing really to kind of get to the bottom of this question would be to kind of define what, what success is. And I think that would change for every person. Mm-hmm. So I think, for example, you've got people, um, and I've been in this mindset before where, you know, it's the classic capitalism growth mindset. So, you know, nothing will ever be enough. The idea is to grow as much as possible, as fast as possible, indefinitely. And then you get others that just want to, you know, do good and, you know, accomplish something positive in the world and others that have a happy medium. So I think obviously, you know, it depends very much personally on like where you're coming from and what you think is success. Do you think we were successful in the video production part of Peak Reach the last year and a half? For me, I didn't feel like I achieved any balance, so I wasn't personally successful. And I know that for you, you had your, you know, kind of other motivations as well, you know, professionally, didn't you? Mm-hmm. I guess to give some context to everyone, yeah, we did video production for a year and a half. Uh, we're both freelancers before and came together. I think, I'm not sure, our turnover in our first year, actually, uh, before we started making some changes, was actually, sounds on the face of it pretty good, 139,000, I think it was, 137,000. Uh, we turned over, uh, the profits were, uh, we, it's kind of hard to calculate because we just basically paid ourselves a salary of like £719 a month and reinvested everything else. Uh, but the profits, I think were like 70, no, less, yeah, about 70k, I think around that, yeah. So, I mean, if going off those figures, I'd be like, that's a decent, you know, that's all right, like, doing okay there. But then I think back and, um, yeah, just the kind of the, time the effort that went into it and like the, the late nights in that tiny little office in the Salford precinct <laughs> which for context is this like uh if you live into the Salford precinct that's where the shop, shop the Salford shopping center is and it's uh don't go don't go yeah it's, just google it <laughs> it's this uh like concrete horrible pretty poverty-stricken area really um yeah I went to got nearly mowed down by guys on balaclavas on motorbikes just outside our office that puts it into perspective but uh yeah so my i guess my motives i was always very i was working hard and i thought okay it's very much meritocracy i thought no matter all it basically comes down to is if you want it you can basically manifest it if you work hard you just got to put the effort in slog it out for a few years and it will come to you but I think there's a there's a big degree of 
of luck that comes into it really because you know we were working hard and to me it didn't feel like we we're progressing in the areas we wanted to I wanted us to be making like better work and I've been constantly trying to like improve ourselves or I'm constantly trying to improve myself and like Jack I know I was so impatient that I was kind of giving you the the stick and it's like <laughs> I always want us to to progress quicker but it was like we can never progress enough and I think I used to be so harsh myself that I also started taking up on Jack and to be honest to the people listening I ended up um yeah I think well you said uh I think you should see someone about being about depression basically and I yeah I ended up going for counseling and the therapy I ended up going to the mental health uh therapy sessions in the same place as where our office was <laughs> in the same office block <laughs> you can write yeah. that super awkward I always remember like we've left that office now but uh passing my therapist or like going to the bathroom because it was on the same floor the mental health uh like section the nhs mental health bit and i used to just see him in the bathroom and it just used to be so awkward we didn't know whether to say hi or like oh man yeah that's, it's crazy and i think that's one of the things obviously patience comes into it but i think it's also about you know being realistic isn't it so you know if you wake up one day and you go okay i want to be you know i want to found the next amazon or i want to make mars habitable it's just you've got to look at it the the odds are stacked against you regardless of how much input you put in and so i just think that what you know it doesn't always have to be that you know lofty in terms of ambition either but i think you've got to kind of be prepared to fail and you know you, it's great to have an aim but if you're going to go in and go okay well i'm going to find the next amazon tomorrow then you know you'll look at it just statistically and think okay well, I'm, I'm naive enough to start it I'm persistent enough to make a good go of it, but if you if you walk into that without expecting to fail or not get there, you're an idiot, mm. I think. I mean, I just think you're just setting yourself up for a world of hurt. And I, I just think, um, I know, James, you, you know, you had um, certain ambitions where you wanted to be, you know, like the best of the best in certain fields and stuff like that. And it's just so hard to break it in. I think there's definitely that, needs to be that balance in or at least acknowledgement that you're going to be taking those risks but they are risks and the chances you know are not everybody can be the world's number one billionaire not not everyone can be the best in their field that's why you have the best in their field um so i don't think there's any harm in trying but i just don't think realistically in that sense work will equate in you know because just perfectly you know, nice and kind of like mathematically, if you put in this much work, you're going to get this success. I just don't think that that is the truth in any sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, you know, you talk about failure, failing failing forward, basically. Failure is the route to success. But how many times do you have to fail <laughs> before <laughs> you, like, you realise, actually, this isn't for me or, like, the, no matter what happens, like, you can work hard, but it doesn't guarantee success. And you have, you know, hustle culture, people like Gary Vee, um, like Grant Cardone, all these like figures basically saying you've got to put in the work. I I lapped that shit up, basically. I remember uh, I, I, it was definitely motivating me. Like I wanted a career change when I was, in, I was an account manager at an advertising agency. And then I wanted to switch to go into video production because I wanted to do something creative. And at the time it was so rallying and I did it. But then it gets to a point where it just grinds into the ground. But yeah, when do you know? 
Yeah, I, I don't think there is a, a right time to know when enough is enough. I guess that's that's one of the things with risks and, and losses, isn't it? Is that, you know, if you do want to kind of like conquer the world, you need to be prepared. You need to know your limits. Just I think with, you know, gambling or anything like that, you know, you need to know how much you prepare to lose. The same with investing. Um, and I think, you know, if you're going in and you say, OK, I need this many hours to, you know, just be alive personally and have recreational activities to be happy um, and I can afford this many hours to just plow into my work. If you start to then eat into that, you're into a deficit and then you're suddenly going to find yourself in a world of hurt. And I think that's a really big thing. You kind of need to know, OK, here's my limit of what I'm going to, you know, what I'm prepared to do. Otherwise, you might end up kind of, you know, as you were saying earlier, you end up in this weird hole that you've dug yourself and think, OK, well, I'll just do one more night. I'll just I'll just stay up two more hours. And then suddenly, you, before you know it, you, you realise you haven't been going out with friends, you haven't had any of your hobbies going on, you haven't done anything. And if you ask yourself whether you, you know, the start of, of, the, of peak reach or the startup, would you have made that trade-off there and then? Is that how you want your life to be? Would you have made it? Mm. I mean, I just don't, you know, so what I'm saying, I guess, there is, I think you really need to know what you're prepared to, like, lose or cut away or just put away for, you know, limited time so you don't end up kind of, like, blindfolding yourself to reality. Mm. When I was so set on this goal of becoming a cinematographer and becoming that the top of the field kind of thing, uh, I basically was just, like, passing up, I think, on a lot of opportunities that were coming my way or things, the abundance that actually is out there but if you're too set on this goal of being fixated towards it, um, yeah, you don't, you're too close-minded to see everything, basically, and all this stuff that could be happening that could be success. But if you're too rigid on this one... So, so for me, success actually isn't, doesn't come from like setting a goal and achieving it, because I think goals are the worst things you can do to try and measure success, if that makes sense. It's if you have the... If you set, like, okay, I'm going to have this goal... Think about where you were five years ago and the pace of change in modern life. So five years ago, I had no idea I'd be doing anything to do with video production. And now I've gone into it, uh, even like three and a half years ago, I've gone into it, done every, done lots of things in it from like, you know, small commercial jobs to traveling with it to like TV stuff. And now I'm coming out the other end being like, okay, actually I want to switch again. And I mean, when I was in video production, I was like, oh, if you said to me at school, I'll be doing video I'll be like, what are you talking about? And now it's, it's like another career's come out of it. So it's like, it's crazy how I think goals are just, they're bad for, you can't, well, you need to be able to judge success upon something, but I don't think they should be on external things like goals. I think actually it should be on, like, I know it's a cliche, but in the present and about the process, about what you're doing now and what you're achieving and how you're feeling, as opposed to I'm going to do this in X amount of years, because I can guarantee you, in about a year or two's time, those goalposts are probably going to change anyway. Yeah, I, I totally get what you mean there. I mean, I think it, it it must it must depend on the person because I mean, I don't know. It's, you know, if you take somebody, you know, that's kind of say the guy who founded Netflix. You know, he kind of started off, and he'd been in other ventures before. I think he, you know, the original CEO, he basically had 
you know, two successful startups that he exited or, or whatever. Um, and that's somebody that wants to be entre- entrepreneurial. And that, yeah, I guess then you've just got to kind of find find your end end game, like find which direction you want to move in. Um, and you get some people that they know that they want to be a cinematographer from the time, you know, they're, they're probably eight years old or have heard the term. And mm. I, you know, I guess for some people, maybe that is their success. Like they, they just don't care about anything else as much as that. And that's always nice to see. But I just think for a lot of people, you know, myself included, really, it's, it is about being open. You know, I'm a kind of relatively, you know, creative person. I'm interested in a lot of different things. You know, I never intended to become, you know, in a video production company or um, anything else, you know, to do with marketing. It just kind of, I was open, I guess, to opportunities. And I do think that you have to have almost that kind of like serendipity kind of mindset of being open to things and going, okay, maybe it's not meant to be, (laughs) maybe it's not, you know, some orchestrated thing, but, you know, if you put yourself in enough places, odd opportunities might come up. I mean, I met somebody yesterday who um, came to buy something from me and and he was talking about how uh, he started as a graffiti artist, you know, just as a young teen. And then just by by circumstance, just by a complete chance, uh, he bumped into this kind of more advanced graffiti guy um nothing happened then like he'd go away 10 years later he'd come back um you know the the, the other guy was even more established um but you know nothing happened again a couple of years later he came back and saw that this guy was just kind of he was still you know doing he was still making he was he was painting he was doing graffiti he was still like in the world and and through that he's now you know been working on these huge things at you know logan paul's house and um, doing stuff for Great Western Railway, like doing massive, literally like 40 by 40 foot building faces for graffiti work. And I just think, you know, that's just from some kid that enjoyed graffiti and just hung in there long enough and didn't think, oh, he's just an old guy. I'm not going to kind of like just keeping communication and be open to that. And I think it it isn't about just hard work. It's about that persistence in some kind of field and then it is also about being open, you know. I, I mean, there's that quote, isn't there? It's like, oh, the, the, it's funny. The work, the harder I work, the luckier I get. I don't think there is a distinct, you know, thing of that. But let's face it: if you're out meeting people out and about, or you know, if you're putting out, you know, content all the time, you're going to get more in when you reel that in than if you just on, you know, sat at home on your own giving up, not willing to try anything, not experimenting, not meeting anybody. I think that you do have to kind of be in it to win it to some somewhat, you know, and that's where luck comes from. I mean, do you think there's such thing as luck or, you know, do you th- what, what do you think about that? I know I think luck's huge. And like, that's part of the relief I've had is like, before it was all on me and I would punish myself for that. It was like a kind of self-esteem issue. Like, why aren't you, this is your fault, you need to work harder. But now it's like, it's just luck is just part of life. And if you try and like swim against the water, uh, the, the, the currents, basically, you're just going to get tired. So it's just kind of, you need to go with it. 
that's obviously one way you can kind of get lucky is by you know you've got to be in some kind of proximity of something to get opportunities within that within that field mm-hmm. um but i think there are other things that you, you know you kind of can't control i know we've talked about this before but you know don't be too negative about it nepotism mm-hmm. you know nepotism um by definition of merriam webster is favoritism (laughs) as in an appoint as an appointment to a job based on kinship Mm -hmm. so that's essentially if your dad you know i don't know if your mate's dad owns a production company or something and you're interested in learning the ropes and you know i don't know being a video videographer or whatever you're probably more likely to get on that set than some random 100 percent. yeah i know set designers who who's super talented trying to get in for ages um, and yeah she basically found out all the people in the schemes were just the daughters or cousins of people they knew for like to get on these sets so yeah <laughs> i mean that sucks and and that's obviously something you can't control in terms of like who you're born into in terms of family or mm. you know your kind of like economic environment but i think it it is something that you can change in terms of kind of what I was saying a bit earlier, you know, in terms of like persistence and, you know, that kind of luck tied into persistence somewhat, because if you're a nice person and you go out and meet lots of people and you are kind of proactive, you know, opportunities are going to flourish a lot more than if you weren't doing that. So whilst you can't suddenly, you know, fabricate, you know, your uncle is, you know, the owner of whatever agency or, you know, whatever it may be, you can, you know, be a nice person and make lots of friends. That's my kind of like little positive spin on nepotism. <laughs> what would you conclude then to summarise? Like, do you think hard work equals success? Uh, well, I guess my my key takeaways would be hard hard work won't get you success. It just it it just it won't, but it will help increase your chances and i think maybe you know if you are living in a world of meritocracy maybe you should redefine what success is to yourself just not to limit not to limit your ambitions but i think just to make sure that you're content along the way and not constantly looking at that you know the peak of that mountain that you think you're randomly you know, you're going to get there one day regardless because it might never come. And if you're not enjoying that that hike up there, then, you know, what's your life? <laughs> mm. Yeah. I, I I think I agree, really. Like, <sighs> I think you just have to be... It's, it gets to a point where you have to just be playful with life, I think, and don't forget that. Mm. And the moment you do, the moment you're like, you start not enjoying what you're doing... What you're working hard for it's a huge warning sign so i actually think hard work um it's kind of the outcome of what you enjoy so you should be like enjoyment that equals hard work and then success may be a byproduct of that if if you are working hard and you're not enjoying it then that's a massive red flag basically i think that's how yeah. i summarize it i think it's also important just to note on that I don't think you're ever going to find anything that you don't think, oh man, I'm really tired of this at some point. You know, there's always, you could do something that you adore 
every day but you know you're always going to have peaks and troughs and I think yeah it's important just to realize that if you're waking up in the morning and thinking it's a trough again it's a negative again I don't want to do this and that's like months and months and months you're in the wrong game you're not happy cool well thanks Jack and I'll talk to you next time brilliant yeah and thank everybody for listening uh (laughs) all of our vast audience Luke subscribe (laughs) Add your friends to this playlist, share it on Spotify, share it on your socials, live it. Tell a friend, just tell a friend, (laughs) live it, love it. (laughs)